Welcome to the Hummingbird Effect. Let us touch, move, and inspire you with our unfiltered, honest, life information that speaks to and nourishes your soul. With your host, Farika and Lakita. So what's today's sweet nectar? How do you become true to yourself? And in these days, what does truth really mean? You know, you got all these lies. Oh, we got, what we got? What's the word? Um, fake news. Fake we news. Got, we got um, alternative facts. Right. You know, so what is the truth these days? And how do you know if you're being true to yourself? Um, today we're going to examine truth. And we put that in air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> because that definition seems to keep evolving day by day, especially in the media and social and in the world events and stuff. So, you know, we're going to define and examine truth and finding our truth in the sweet nectar of our spiritual inspirations. So welcome to episode one of the Hummingbird Effect podcast your source of all things blossoming for all women with your host i'm farika and i'm lakita and we want to make sure you don't forget to download the latest episodes every wednesday on itunes so lakita yes speaking the truth to yourself <laughs> so <laughs> where do we begin there's so much to talk about right Ooh, like within even the past couple of weeks i mean the past couple of weeks have been on fire exactly and again it, the, the word truth keeps evolving <laughs> <laughs> but i mean there's some examples out there where we're actually have people in our social world you know in social world you know mm -hmm. in our Pop culture, there's the word I'm looking for. Mm, social that are, media. Social media, that mm -hmm. are staying true to themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stay true to myself right now. Okay. Okay. I have a confession. <laughs> I love Cardi B, okay? I know I'm not young and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm probably going to be looking like a little outsiderish. And I got friends who'll be like, oh, my God, I can't stand that girl. And what is she talking about? Da, 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 da. But it is something about her. And mm -hmm. it, of course, I'm not one of the only few people. It's a lot of people. Today, I watched a video of her on Ellen DeGeneres show. She was on Ellen. Oh, okay. And they showed a clip of her at Coachella performing. And you know, she was popping things. And she's only about, what, seven months pregnant? Right. Yeah, something like that. Right. And the girl is popping and twerking <laughs> on the stage. And of course, Ellen was like, what is this? And she said, I just wanted people to know that's how I got pregnant. <laughs> Talk about being true to yourself. I mean, as honest. There's the truth. I'm sure that had something to do with it. <laughs> twerking your butt might get you some ways of getting pregnant. Okay. Impregnated. She got, she's got proof. <laughs> she right. got proof mm -hmm. in the pudding. Okay. Exactly. So... She, it's not just things, it's things like that, I should say, mm -hmm. that make her lovable, but relatable. Mm -hmm. And here it is, that, that statement right there was honest. Yeah, It's about as honest as it's going to get. Mm -hmm. And most of the things that Ch Cardi does, despite her haters, is she stays true to who she is. And she tries to keep as much truth to herself as she possibly can as she rises in fame. That's you know, right. you don't see her um, switching up. She cusses. She'll mm -hmm. try to tame it because she knows she has to reach a wider wider audience. Mm -hmm. And it will include children. And she now even talks about, she's like, yeah, parents don't like me. 
but okay. <laughs> you know, but she's staying true to who she is, her Bronx style, her I grew up poor, I'm now rich and famous, um, but I still like McDonald's and I still do these things and these are the things about me, you know what I mean, that people relate to because these are the things about them too, right? Right. Like that's what makes her so relatable is that she's an around the way girl. Yeah. She's an around the way girl circa, you know, LL Cool J, right? Right, like, right, she's right. She's that around the way girl. I'll give you that. And people relate to the around the way girl. She's also this generation's Mary J. Blige. Yes. You know, a little Mm -hmm. rough around the edges Mm -hmm. in the beginning, but you see the future that she can rise into because Mary did it. Right. Mary just got a walk of fame. um, Star on the walk of fame. fame, Mm -hmm. And she just won, had an Oscar nomination Nomination. for acting, not for singing. Right. I mean, the singing was there too. She got an Oscar nod for that too. But I'm just saying, she's, she's gone beyond the scope of her original um, talent and that was singing mm-hmm. but she started off rough around the edges too exactly and mary was relatable that's true my life and what's the 411 mm-hmm. relatable mm-hmm. she was an around the way girl mm-hmm. so she stayed true to herself and we saw what mary did with it and i really think that's the future for cardi cardi is going to be i think the mary j blige of her generation She's going to outgrow this current phase, but if she stays true and keeps her truth to herself, she'll outgrow this current phase, but she'll still grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to start off with an apology to all of you Cardi B lovers out there. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to turn a little bit away from the culture right now. I'm not the Cardi B fan. Like No, it's not just because I'm older. Older, not old, older. <laughs> I just think that she, because she's not of my time, you know, in terms of what I, I'm, you know, I came out when hip hop started. Mm. I came up, I grew up, sorry. <laughs> I didn't come out, sorry, no. Uh, yeah, I grew up with hip hop. So... My thought of hip hop and what it looks like and and what it feels like and what it what it used to produce in terms of lyrics and things like that, that's what I'm used to. And not to say that I can't stretch my mind and come out of my box and all those good things. I'm a teacher. I have to. Hmm. So I, I am aware of all the different types of music that they listen to. There's some that I, that I really feel. Mm-hmm. There may be a couple Cardi B songs that eventually I'll feel. I mean, I've got two boys who are now 17 and and 20. So I've had to be in the loop this whole time. Mm -hmm. I'm just not feeling the image. And Hmm. for me, because I am, you know, of the old school in terms of, I always believe that we're all supposed to be role models for Hmm. who's coming up underneath us. Mm -hmm. And to me, if you got young girls that are coming up beneath you, you know, to me, there's a certain model that you have to to represent now granted she could be just like mary j you're right she can be resistant at first because in order to make a name for herself yes she has to be who she is you're right Mm -hmm. and she has to be relatable to this this generation as of right now Mm -hmm. but as this generation grows hopefully so shall she I think and she we'll can. leave it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. I, I think she will though. I all really right. do think. I got money on it. No, okay. Got. You got five on it. I got it. five on it. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got too. 
Okay. So, okay. And and, and if we're speaking, we're going to stay on this boat of trans um, transition to another artist who didn't start off, in my opinion, in my true opinion. to herself. I agree. You know? And it could be because she started off younger than, say, a Cardi B. She started off as a child in the sense of being under 18. She was a teenager. She was being led and directed by grownups mm-hmm. and being told what to say and what to do and how to act and how to be, right? And... As we have seen her evolve into a grown up, mm-hmm. not just a grown up, a grown ass woman, okay? Because mm-hmm. she nowadays, she acting like a grown ass woman, okay? That's right, right. Beyonce. I'm gonna be honest, you know, she, I loved Destiny's Child's music, right? But yes. I was a little too old for to be a Beyonce and Destiny Child's yeah. fan. Can like be that. part of the Beehive. Right, I wasn't yeah. a part of the Beehive, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciated her. Yes. I appreciated her music. But I was not fanning out. And I, I could see the rooms of improvement. You know, I could see where she could get better. Mm-hmm. And I waited for that. Mm-hmm. And I think she's finally reached the point, not to say like, oh, she's not, she was bad. But I'm just saying that I think she's found her point of her truth. Now she's a grown ass woman. Now she's doing what she wants to do. I mean, she didn't showed us more evidence in the past three to five years of her Staying true to herself from Lemonade to this recent Coachella, which now has been renamed Beachella. <laughs> they, they like, screw that. that. She took it over. Beachella. Beachella. I'm with them. Beachella. <laughs> B-E-Y-Chella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? And it's because she went on that stage. She didn't just embody herself in truth. She went on that stage as a black woman and showed a predominantly white audience the uh, her standpoint, her opinion, her blackness, unapologetically, as they say, and demonstratively. Whether she thought they were going to feel her or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. HBCU salute. My best, Go ahead, fam, you. My best part, though, <laughs> the one that made me almost like, oh, my. The one that made me post on my page. <laughs> I, about, I, I, I surrender. <laughs> was when she took the audacity, and I say it in all the good way, the audacity to sing Lift Every Voice. Right. And I was yes. like, and if you don't know what that means, you, I'm taking your black card if you're black. And as a white person, I'm going to understand. But now you need to know. Exactly. Because Lift Every Voice, voice is the national black anthem. Okay? Right. So when you got the anthem, United States, then there's our anthem. Because you know we always been not a part. Mm-hmm. So we had to always make up ourselves mm-hmm. for ourselves. Exactly. So, yeah. I think she's coming up along and she's doing extraordinary work and being true to herself these days. I agree. I I think um, I think she's bridging the old with the new, because if you think about her performance, it puts you in mind of old school performers mm-hmm. where they had the costumes, they had the dance moves, they had you know, and they came out and did their songs. They didn't you know have a, a, a lip sync version. They actually sang to the band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She had the, <clears throat> the actual live band out there. So she went back to the old school and brought our youngins. Mm-hmm. So she bridged you know, that gap. Yep, mm-hmm. that, exactly. She's so, in a sense, she's trying to, you know, again, connect the community. And her being her true self, she's connecting the world. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm all for it. That, 
it, I think that is what impressed me the most. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So <laughs> we got one more example. <laughs> Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Dog. Snoop Dog has a new gospel album out, and people are questioning, questioning. I'm sorry, questioning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta talk. I actually got a college degree. I don't understand how. <laughs> Be true to yourself. Be questioning true to questioning is all good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People are actually questioning if he's being true to himself. Is he? Because we know Snoop Doggy Dog, Gin and Juice, 187 on the motherfucking cop. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, okay? And now he has a gospel album and it makes you go, eh, what? But I actually think that's a good thing. I think he's being true to himself in the sense of evolving. Mm-hmm. So that's what people always do. They think that if you are a person, just like we talked about Beyonce evolving. Exactly. They think we talked about evolve. the potential of Cardi evolving. Mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg is showing you what evolution is. Why does he always have to be a gangster for the rest of his life? He's 40 freaking five or something like that years old. Exactly. That doesn't, it's not cute. No. no. (laughs) It's not cute by nobody's standards. And it don't look like you, at that point, that's when true to yourself goes wrong. Exactly. (laughs) Don't be the OG out in the corner trying to sing your old gin and juice. I'm sorry, Snoop. (laughs) It's over. And your your old corner is (laughs) regentrified. So that shit ain't cute by a lot of reasons. Okay? I was from the coffee shop in Starbucks. Going down the street in my Tesla, sipping on gin and juice. Because that's what you got to be. Right. Sipping on coffee, my Because your block has been regentrified. So you ain't even slinging rock on the corner no more. Sipping on no gin and juice. So stop that shit. So I personally think. The gospel album is a good thing. It's not even all him. It's a compilation mm-hmm. album, actually. Mm-hmm. And you said, was it you said that his grandmother? Yes, his grandmother. Well, in one of the lyrics in um, one of his songs. Oh, oh, it's yeah. a lyric. Okay, there's okay. a lyric. It's a lyric. He said his grandma wanted him to become a preacher. Mm-hmm. And um, you said. Yeah, I said that it, that, that would make sense because he actually fulfilled her prophecy. Mm-hmm. He just delayed what he was fulfilling her prophecy about. But you, you said he mean? did become he a did preacher. Because he mm-hmm. became a preacher of the streets. Exactly. He preached to the people about the happenings and the, and the, and the, um, what? The, I just thought of something. Yeah, the, okay, but the mm-hmm. happenings and the things that were, you know, the street life, right. basically. He was talking about that street code and, you know, things that were happening in that life because that's what he knew at that time. But was he not preaching to the people? Exactly. And if you think about, <clears throat> again, here we're going to bridge the old with mm-hmm. the new. Okay. You think about your old school pastors back in the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Some of them used to slang that rock and do all those things. Some of them used to be pimps. Okay. Uh, hello. All right. Malcolm X. There you go. What? And <laughs> so, I mean, he has, he has evolved. Mm-hmm. Here you go. He is now, you know, preaching about his life at this time. Exactly. So, again, bridging the old with the new. Okay. Yeah. All right. We mentioned all of these people. We mentioned the Cardi B, and we're talking about the Beyonce, new Beyonce. I like grown-ass Beyonce. (laughs) And Snoop Dogg. And how they are true to themselves. But, you know, I think about it, you know, Lakita, we should know firsthand that being true to yourself takes something, you know. It's something of an effort. It's not something that's just of ease. And though they make it look easy, I'm sure there's a lot of work being put into 
them being true to themselves. I mean, let's just think about it. Beyonce, for example, I mean, Destiny's Child Beyonce is not trend-setting grown-ass woman Beyonce. No. She no. wasn't the same person. Two totally different people. Two totally different people. And I'm sure she had to work up to a point where she felt comfortable with being in her own skin, not giving any fucks, as they say. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be able to get to a point where she is trend-setting now. That's true. Um, what I think we seem to forget is that being a star or pretty much being in spotlight period, you want, you know, to get the most followers, you want mm -hmm. to get the most looks and likes and this, that, and the other. And in doing that, you're looking at who has all of those and how can you get them? So what you have a tendency to do is you try to be like that person. Yes. And you try to be like those people. You try to follow the same cookie cutter type of thing. Yep. And I think with Beyonce, the reason why initially they started out like that with um, Destiny's Child was because her father yeah. was her manager. Yeah. So even as a manager, okay, who's popping right now? What sound? And you think about it back then, girls groups mm -hmm. were all of the rage or, you know, what was it? And everybody had the same kind of sound, mm -hmm. them included. Yes. And so yes. that may be the reason behind them not being as trendsetting then as Beyonce is now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, think about it, Cardi B. She's in trap. She's considered a trap rap music, whatever you want to call it. Trap music, you know, genre, right? Right. That everybody sounds the same if you think about exactly. it. Exactly. They all sound like the same. They use the same beats often. You know, exactly. you hear the same hook, same beat. In fact, I think Bodak Yellow was using it from Kodak Black is his name, I think. Is she oh, okay. pulled that beat from somebody else. So okay. it's not even an original beat or whatever. But it's not to say she's not original. Why is she that why is it that she's still the it girl? Well, she's still staying true to herself and that takes something. But what made her stand out was her Instagram account. Oh, she yeah. was doing stuff on her Instagram account, not necessarily all about the rap music, just being true, showing herself without makeup and just, you know, talking about incidents and situations and giving her opinion about it. And it's not that she was unique. I mean, you know, again, <laughs> social right. media has got more cookie cutter appeal mm -hmm. than it does originality. But everybody thinks they're being original. But, you know, originality eh, is who stands out the most. Right. And. I mean, we found ourselves going through the same situation. Exactly. This is why we're even doing this. Even on this, that's why we're doing this particular theme, I guess you could say, of this podcast is being true to yourself. Because we almost didn't get this podcast out because we weren't being true to ourselves. No. And finding ourselves getting swallowed up in the need to fit in, belong when it comes to the podcast community. Right. Trying to cater the podcast to what everyone else is doing mm -hmm. as opposed to you know, doing our thing. Yeah. You know, talking from our truth. Um, we, you know, trying not to, not to consider that we're older. We're not the quote unquote, the, the age, the current age range of what is the popular listeners or the popular programs out there. That is true. And also, you know, there's like 5,000 um, podcasts in the world. I mean, pick one, <laughs> choose one, any subject, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and funny is, <laughs> look, we're older. Speaking of being older, I remember when there weren't any podcasts. Right. When there were like 100 at exactly. best. And if you could find two that you like, you was like, yes, you know? So it's just amazing, you know, just that alone. We were like finding ourselves where we were like, I don't know if this is going to work. You know, maybe we should just let this go. Mm -hmm. And then it occurred to us after receiving a strange interaction 
um, on a phone call. Now, I don't know the maintenance that a Beyonce or a Cardi B or a Snoop Dogg has to go through in an effort to maintain true to themselves. Right. But I'm a strong believer that there's a divine intervention or the universe or however you want to look at it that comes into play when you're getting off your course. When you have a purpose and you're on it and you getting off course. Now, we'll say, uh, let me back up. Cardi B says all the time she prays. And I'm right. sure Beyonce prays. And I'm, I'm I won't unsus- I won't say that Snoop Dogg doesn't pray. You know what I'm saying? Apparently he does. He's got a gospel album out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Clearly. At least we know he go to church. At least we know we, right. he got the gospel in him somehow. Right, you know? Exactly. So you know, it's like, okay, so in that case, they are doing something to drive their inner voice to tell them their truth. So that they can live it out loud in the world, right? There's something spiritual that is they find as their inspiration. Right. Yes. And then for some people, it's for me, it's strange occurrences and interactions. Sometimes I feel like I have conversations with people that I'm meant to hear what they have to say, even if it's not their intention to give me a message um, or dreams. Right, right. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. often led by dreams. I even got I even got Lakita over here um deciphering her dreams now. Miss right. I don't even remember my dreams and now she like I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is true. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for some people it's what was the other ones we were like talking about we were saying chanting and Oh yeah, meditating. Meditating. Chanting, you know, some folks just go up on their own little mountain or valley and you know, do, some people get it through writing, some people get music. it through music. Mm -hmm. You know, some people find their spiritual inspiration through a lot of different things. They find um, the universe has a way of getting people, you know, getting people back on track in whichever way Mm -hmm. that works for you. That works Mm -hmm. for you. And that's, I Mm -hmm. really believe, I'm a Mm -hmm. strong believer in that. Mm -hmm. If it's not God for you, Mm -hmm. it's something that strikes you to motivate you. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something out there. And I feel, like Lakita said, the universe will find your access to power to get to you for us <laughs> it was a phone call right <laughs> so we're going to share the story of this phone call because this phone call was beyond technological error it could not have been that it was just a technical difficulty of some sort or something happened technically with our phone because it happened to both of us Mm-hmm. With the same person on the same day, unintentional at the same time with a phone call. Exactly. So I'll start off. It was a call I was making to Lakita to talk about the podcast. And honestly, in my spirit, I really haven't been. I wasn't feeling what we had been working on at that point. Um, not to get into the details, but at that point. I wasn't feeling it, and I think she wasn't either. Lakita wasn't. Well, really. at this point, I wasn't even supposed to be. Yeah, because you didn't want to even participate. I just wanted to help you. I was just trying to help you produce it. I was like, okay, I can. You can use my computer. We can record. <laughs> that was as far as I got into the, at that point. So no, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't all the way bought in. I suppose. Yeah. Mm. So we weren't being, I guess, true to ourselves. Right. And that Lakita knows she's a talker, <laughs> and. <laughs> I wanted dialogue. I didn't want a monologue, you know. <laughs> so um, I was calling her, you know, talk about what we were going to do next and let's rethink these things and revamp. And as I'm calling her, the phone picks up and it's not her voice. 
and it's a person that go doesn't say hello i say hello and she's just like oh yeah so yeah um something something she's working with some flowers and you know and i'm like wait a second who is this and i ain't saying who it is because i'm trying to pick up the voice to see okay it's an older woman and she sounds like she's a little country. So now, you know, Southern, I should say, or have a country accent. So now I'm like, okay, did I call the South? How did I call the South? I didn't even press any buttons. All I did was hit contacts, you know? And yet I'm speaking to an older woman. She sounds like she could have been in, you know, 60s, 70s or something. And she's talking about flowers. She's working on some flowers for something. And I'm like, okay. I said, I think I have the wrong number. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you do? Oh, well, what number, you know, well, who are you trying to call? And I was like, okay, um, I, I'm not trying to call you. I know that for sure. And so she was like, and is that right? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm not trying to call you. And she said, well, why you say that? I said, cause you sound, you don't sound like the person that I'm trying to call. So then she says, well, who is that? And I'm like, then, okay, now see, pause. In my head, I'm like, okay, now, lady, you asking way too many damn questions, okay? <laughs> I told you. But I'm a skeptic, okay? Naturally. I'm from Chicago, born and raised, from there in the suburbs of Chicago, too. From the shy. Okay? Don't, don't let her make you think she's from the suburbs came of all out of the me. And, and that south side was like, I don't know you. <laughs> and I don't know what you want. And I don't know why you asking all these questions. All I know is, I ain't call you. How about that? How about that? <laughs> but it was that older woman voice that put me on pause and made me be respectful mm -hmm. and listen. And so I backed up and I said, well, okay, ma'am, I was trying to call my friend Lakita. <laughs> Thinking like, why am I telling all this information? She could be a super spy. <laughs> but of course she wasn't. And <laughs> needless to say, she said, oh, okay, well, I miss Pickett. And I'm like, great. That's nice. Now I can confirm I did not mean to speak to her, you know, but I didn't say that. And instead she went on to say, and who are you? And I'm like, I don't want to tell her who I am because does it matter? <laughs> but I relented because again, it's something about her being older, me knowing to be respectful. And now it's starting to occur to me, this is too strange to be coincidence. I need to put my ear to this and listen for something more. So I said to her, you know, oh, ma'am, my name is Farika. And so she goes, oh, okay. You know, I thought you was my niece when I first answered. That's why I just started talking about the flowers. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, well, I understand, ma'am, it's okay. She said, and why'd you say you didn't mean to talk to me? And I said, well, ma'am, your voice, you, you sound, you know, no offense, but you sound country. So I thought maybe I dialed the wrong area code or something because you, I was calling a 301 area code. And this don't sound like somebody in from this area. Mm -hmm. And so she goes, oh, well, I was born by the water. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking Eastern Shore. I don't know. What does that mean? <laughs> what water? What water? <laughs> right. I need to get off this phone. That's all I kept thinking is because this is getting weirder and weirder <laughs> in my head. So I went to go. And say, okay, well, I'll, in, 
it, my intentions was to say, well, thank you, man. Well, I understand. Well, I think that this has been great, but I need to, you know, get off the phone. And honey, before I could do that, Miss Pickett was like, well, it's been nice talking to you. Click. <laughs> <clears throat> and I was just sitting there dumbfounded. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with this call right now. But more importantly, I'm about to text Lakita. <laughs> and tell her somebody just picked up and used her phone. For all I know, she could have had a relative in town or somebody older at her, you know, who had picked up her phone to answer it in her place. I don't know. All I know is I'm not calling back because it was just way too strange. So I text her, hey, I just called, tried to call you. And a woman answered your phone. I don't know if you meant for that to happen, but text me back or call me back when you get this message. She immediately calls me back and was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I will let her pick it up from there and tell her side of the story. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a conversation with Miss Pickett, too. Um, I was just sitting, you know, thinking, I, I don't, I think it was what, right around eight o'clock in the evening. Mm. So, I mean, I knew Farika was supposed to call me back, I think because earlier you had a, a client or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I just, um, I was waiting, I was waiting for her call. So my phone did ring. I looked at the phone and it said Farika's name. So of course I'm thinking it's her. I pick up an answer and I said, Hey. And the other person on the line said, hey. So I thought it was Farika. This is the way that we usually greet each other when we answer the phone. So I just let her talk. And she said, uh, we have to go to this retreat at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday at, you know, this church. Now, I That's knew... That's when she should have been on pause right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't do retreats. <laughs> not saying I never, ever will, but... I've never done a retreat, but okay, let's keep it moving. And, she, and actually, she never talked about going to a church either. Shut so, up. You don't need to know so, all of that. So, I got a soul. But <laughs> at this point, I wasn't, you know, I just assumed it was her. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, what church? No, not what church, but what kind of retreat? You know, why are we going? Why this particular, you know, retreat? So I knew the name of the church. Um, the church is about mm, 10, 15 minutes away from me. So I was getting ready to ask her, hey, okay, so what's going on? Why do you want to go to this retreat? Well, she kept talking and said, well, you know, um, so-and-so called and told me, you know, that we need to go to this retreat. First off, I don't remember the name of the person who called her and said that she wanted, you know, wanted us to go to this retreat. Um, I assume that this person was just not significant to all of this at all because that name is totally is just gone. I can't find it again. But then she also said, well, I'm going to call the reverend to find out more about it. And she said, you know, the reverend's number. And then she started giving me the number. And then I was like, okay, this is, is not for Rika. <laughs> so I said, um, excuse me. I said, you know, to whom am I speaking? And she said, oh, well, this is Miss Pickett. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, Miss Pickett. You have the wrong phone number. She's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. She said, well, it was, been, it was nice talking to you. And I said, well, yeah, it was nice talking to you as well. Have a good evening. And we hung up. That ain't fair. <laughs> yes, we had a very pleasant conversation. And an ending. <laughs> right. It's my Philadelphia charm. You know, that Philly John thing comes Mutual through strong. Mutual ending. Philly, 
Philly, repping for Philly. Is Philly that what John. it is? Oh, so you're it's trying a Philly to say, thing. Okay. It's a Philly thing. You understand? It's a Philly John thing. I'm okay. John. Okay, okay. John okay. I don't even know what that means, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> but the point is, we had this conversation with the same exact person under the guise of thinking that we were talking to each other. So when she sent it, as I, I, I would say, maybe about. Two minutes after I got off the phone with Miss Pickett, because I was sitting here thinking the same thing that Farika was thinking. Should I call Farika or will I call her and get Miss Pickett? <laughs> again. And, right. And I was like, I don't want to talk to Miss Pickett again. <laughs> Not that she wasn't a nice person. Right. But I, it was just too strange. It was, right. It was just too, again. Yes. It was just <laughs> something about that conversation. It was just like. Like lightning striking twice. Right. <laughs> and, and and you know when something in your in your spirit says, mm. hmm, this is something. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I didn't realize at the time that that, hmm, this is something really is something because I, I did feel something. That was the reason behind me not wanting to call her back. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got the text message from Farika, I, I, I want to say about two minutes after I got off the phone, I was like, oh my God. So I did call her and was like, oh my God, I, we, we just, I just talked to Miss Pickett too. <laughs> and, you know, so. so and, and that's how we got to this point. You know, we were like, okay, now how does that work? With what we're doing, you know, like what? Why would we get this strange call? So again, I'm raising my hand. Nobody can see this, but I'm <laughs> into like dream analysis and and you know things like this, symbolisms and stuff like that. Because I just feel like these are things in nature and these are things in life that God speaks has to sometimes give you messages in ways other than you expect it's our burning bush it's our burning bush okay so in this case i was like wait a second if you got the call and i got the call and we both talked to this woman there's something to this let's start breaking this down let's start figuring out what could this call have meant to us because this call obviously means something it's not a coincidence and the thing is we were both trying to talk to each other about the podcast so the, yes. the thing was the conversation that we were going to have that night was going to be about the podcast exactly so that's exactly. something that we you know right so in analyzing it we're going to just break down some of the main symbols of um the call so we're starting off with miss pickett right first of all who are you she kept saying it she also um talked about with me she started off talking about some flowers she was working on well now after talking to lakita i realized when she was going somewhere and them flowers she's probably taking them to the retreat for whatever she was doing at the retreat you know if you think about it right mm-hmm. and then she's going to a retreat right. and she had to be there at 10 a.m did you mention that I can't yes remember. okay yeah 10 at 10 a.m right so there's a numerical message there as well as lakita couldn't remember all of the number for the reverend's number no. all she could remember was the um three area. the area code which mm-hmm. was 301 yeah was it 301 it was 301 okay mm-hmm. and because you know there's more than one i know <laughs> i know but um and then 318 mm-hmm. okay and then 318 um i mean but she couldn't remember the last four digits Mm-mm. then when she talked with me i mentioned you know again you, your accent sounds strange it sounds like i called the country or the south or something where you know and she goes i was born by the water and she never said where. At least she did. I didn't recognize the city because I was too busy, dumbstruck. Like, 
where is this going? So <laughs> she said where, but all I got out of it was born by the water. So when we break these things down, um, first of all, we look at she's going to a retreat. Well, a retreat is a reconnection, bonding with those you connect with spiritually. That's what retreats are for most people um, who attend a church or even if it's just a spiritual retreat of some sort and not necessarily religion based. Mm -mm. A retreat is basically getting reconnected and bonding and bonding. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we're looking at it and we're thinking. Yeah, well, that's kind of like what this podcast, that's what we want this podcast to mean to people. We want it to be a place where they get connected and bond with things in the society they may not be aware of or that they are aware of and they're now creating a community. So you get in a community out of our podcast, right? And then there's the 10 a.m. Now, it's not a major significant number, but... One and zero, one, when when you have two digits together like that, you're supposed to add the digits together so that it's a single digit. So one plus zero is one, and one equals creation when you look that up. So it's like, okay, well, we are in the point of creating. So we have to worry about a creation of um, the podcast. And here we are in the beginning stages of our podcast creation, right? And we get the number one and zero or Mm. creation. Mm. And it's like, "Mm, well, there's something interesting too. So there's that. There's the retreat. And then she's born by a body of water. So she said, right? Right. And of course, like I said, that was like, what does that have to do with the above question number one of why am I talking to you? Exactly. But as Lakita pointed out, it's anointing. Yeah. When you're, um, when you're reborn or even when you're baptized, remember, you, when you're born, you're born in, in water. You're born in your mother, through your mother's amniotic sac. Ambiotic. Ambiotic, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Ambiotic sac. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. Um, so the same thing when, when you're, you're baptized. There's a reason why you get baptized in water. And it's also said that water comes before the anointing. Obviously, you're in water. You're, you know, you're being um, reborn. Your anointment is, is being re- reborn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we were looking at that. Okay, is there a rebirth here? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because who we know ourselves to be is just, you know, I'm just who I am in my life. And she's just who she is in her daily life. And we don't know ourselves as... People who are going to have a successful podcast. Right. People who are going to have a podcast that somebody might relate to and enjoy. Mm -hmm. That's who we didn't know ourselves as. Right. So here was an opportunity for a rebirth of who we saw ourselves to be in relationship to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So now we go on to 318, the reverend's number. (laughs) (laughs) We was going to call on the reverend, but we didn't have the rest of the number. So we're going to start with just the 318. You know what? I didn't even think about the fact that it was a reverend. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And now we're supposed to call on the Reverend. Call Lord, on the Reverend. And call we, on the, you know, because the Reverend is, preaches the message. Is, is who, like God, basically. Right. Well, or representative. It's I guess you God's say. representative. Mm-hmm. He's who God chooses to, you know, deliver mm-hmm. the message. Exactly. So we're supposed actual, to call on him. Right. She was going to call she him. She was going to call him, but she called us. Mm-hmm. So she delivered a message to us. Yep. She was essentially our. <laughs> 
Reverend. Okay. We, I say angel. I'm getting a little deep but now. Okay. I, I said angel too, but you were like, Lord, I don't want to know if that woman is alive or dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I still think she's alive. I think she's dead. I don't oh, Lord. Think, I don't ever think there is a, a real Okay, now you didn't ran them. Anybody that's listening to this, you done ran them all the way. They're in, they like, in the closet. <laughs> they think we're, we're talking listening. about something crazy. Okay. <laughs> Let's no, go. I'm, okay, okay. Sorry. But 318. 318 was the beginning of the Reverend's number. And three. One and eight. Each individual number is a significant meaning itself. And then there's also a 318 meaning of the 318 put together. So I'll start with the three, which is Trinity. So your Trinity, you're speaking about mind, body, and spirit, or the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. However you look at a Trinity representative in your life or your belief system, Trinities usually pop up in most belief systems, okay? Mm -hmm. And it usually has a spiritual representation to it. Um, or message or meaning. Yeah, there mm -hmm. we go. And then there's also, we go back to one again. So now we're spirit, we're creating, creation, number one. And we have the number eight, which usually means ongoing, or if you turn an eight on its side, it's the infinity symbol, which means consistency, continuous loop, right? So if you look at it from just those individual numbers, it's like the message was saying to us, our spirit, we're recreating ourselves, and we need to keep going. Mm -hmm. So what's funny is that I looked up the individual numbers because that that was me, again, breaking down in a numerology way of having single digits. But Lakita decided to go online to, what was it, Angel? AngelNumberMeaning.com. Okay. And, and so I just she looked to... up 318 together. Right. And I don't mm -hmm. look, what did you say it meant? So uh, initially, I just typed in what does 318 mean mm -hmm. and that's how i got to www.angelnumbermeaning.com and it said that 318 means it's a reassurance in your moment of confusion mm. so don't be scared or intimidated to create a new beginning because this is what you need right now if you keep seeing 318 stay motivated and keep going so basically don't let obstacles get in your way and that was a thing. We were our own obstacle. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we were definitely our own obstacle. Definitely. Not, and, and being scared and intimidated to create a new beginning. Oh, 100%. Being scared and intimidated mm -hmm. of how we were going to exist in the podcast realm and world. And being scared of this being this new beginning to our life of something that we don't know ourselves to be. Yeah, and, and <laughs> afraid of actually speaking our truths and looking at who we really are. Right, because... Mm -hmm. This is cathartic for us. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'll explain more how that becomes, how it, what I mean by that. But when she talked about the flower, that's when it really hit home, at least for me. Because the flower, we call this podcast the hummingbird effect. If you didn't look it up and don't know what the hummingbird effect is, in theory, the hummingbird effect is a... Um, a theory that someone developed basically saying that it's innovation inspiring innovation in another unseen area so it's basically saying your innovation that you create will inspire innovation to someone else's or something else's another entity's innovation in an unpredictable way. Like you didn't see it coming. You didn't see that inspiring it. You didn't choose that inspiration. It just so happened to inspire on its own another creation of innovation. So essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to move and move and inspire you guys. We're trying to get you to move it to a call of action, but not by directing you to do it, 
but we want you to be able to do that organically just from the things that we talk about. Yeah. You know, there may be something that we've had this kind of, you know, we may actually be your strange occurrence. <laughs> so to speak. Right. And this story mm-hmm. may be your strange occurrence. Mm-hmm. Perhaps what we gleaned off of this experience is something for you to glean and really giving um, reality to the hummingbird effect, exactly. which is the whole intent and purpose of our podcast. So the flower, I know you're saying, well, how does that the flower? Well, we're seeking the sweetest nectar of the flowers of life that life has to offer, just like a hummingbird seeks the sweetest nectars of, of flowers in life, in in this trueness, right? Like hummingbirds literally go from flower to flower sipping on the sweetest nectar. We feel that we are hummingbirds in this case. And Miss Pickett gave us her flower. This yeah. was Miss Pickett's flower. Mm-hmm. So actually, what we we were so inspired by this that we said going forward, whenever we have any more of these occurrences, whether together, mm-hmm. which Lord, I hope not, <laughs> then you're gonna really scare me, or. <laughs> Separately is, you know, I was stating dreams or mm-hmm. other things that have occurred that are inspiring to us. We're going to call that segment Miss Pickett's Flowers yeah, or Pickett's Flowers. Mm-hmm. And if you have something out there like that that's happened to you or you want to share or you want some insight, you know, maybe you want us to break it down like we did with this to see if there's a truer, a deeper meaning to something that's occurred in your life. Hit us up on our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our Twitter accounts and let us know what's going on with you, you know, and how you like it. But put in there hashtag Pickett's Flower. So the hope is that the discussions that we have here inspire you to to a call of action in some way in your life. Exactly. Okay. And it's not something, it's something that we want to happen organically. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, we're not going to come and tell you, well, you need to do blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. Mm -mm. But we want you to be able to get something from this organically. Mm -hmm. So. And we're hoping that you glean, what you glean from this, you take it to the world and inspire somebody in your world. Exactly. So that's the whole hummingbird effect. Mm -hmm. And this call got us back reconnected with our purpose mm-hmm. of why we wanted to even have this podcast to begin with. Yep. So saying all of that, how did you, you know, <laughs> if you're in the listening audience with us, you're just question yourself. How do you, how did your experiences move you? Right. How do your, how do, duh, 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 right. do your experiences move you? Do you all ever have these strange occurrences like a phone call like this that come about and you go, nah, that was just because my phone was broke or something like that? Are you overlooking possibly some guidance or some inspiration that you may need because it's not, it doesn't have an explainable reason of right. why it occurred, right? why you interacted? For, you know, it could even be that you even had a dream, mm-hmm. you know, I dream a lot. Lakita didn't dream at all, but <laughs> I dream. I just didn't analyze my okay, dream. I analyze and mine. I don't always remember them. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to get into dreams really on this particular mm-hmm. one, because I mean, it would, I just want to say that that's another angle of something that might inspire you to mm-hmm. keep true to yourself or to investigate yourself yes. and do introspection with yes. yourself to see if you're on the right track right. of to where be, you, who you want to be. To be self-reflective. <laughs> <laughs> so, why goddamn strange music? <laughs> okay, but, okay but, but you get our point, right? So you get the point. 
Okay, so um, the last thing is um, we talked about Beyonce a little bit earlier, but I just wanted to share just another point about how when truth can go right um, is that she, her mom, so Miss Tina Lawson, everybody know Miss Tina. If you don't, <laughs> you should know her. I follow her on Instagram. I love Miss Tina. Anyway, Miss Tina said in an um, she was quoted, I should say, in an article in the New York Times um, where she had said to Beyonce before she went out to do her Coachella performance that we talked about and how black it was and blah, 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 blah. And she what said, I told Beyonce that I was afraid that the predominantly white audience at Coachella would be confused by all of the black culture and black college culture because it was something that they might not get, right? And she said in in um, return, Beyonce said to her that at this point in my life and my career, I have a responsibility to do what's best for the world and not what is most popular. So she wasn't even thinking about it from only her perception as her blackness. She also thought she had to do this for the world because the world needs to see that they're not, you know, your polarized version of the world. You're not alone. We're mm -hmm. all in this together. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand that we have culture, you have culture. And it was, you know, something because all of the other greats, the Whitney Houstons and all these other, you know, even President Obama had to be under the eye witness of white culture looking at them and waiting for them to be too black. Right. And and so they can say, ha ha! Waiting you know? for them to pull out the watermelon and the chicken bones. You know, yeah. whatever. So to speak. You know, right. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, she took the stand to say, why do we have to keep doing that? And how do we keep, that's just as much of an oppression yep. to, to not be able to be myself or to be true to my culture or to be true to who I am and how I was raised. That's as much of an oppression as whips and chains. Yep. So, you know, I think that that being true to herself did it for her. It know? did. The only thing I'm waiting for her to do now is take that wi that weave out and Ooh. blow out that afro, sister. Ooh, beehive, get All her right and now. come for her edges. Don't come for <laughs> mine and don't come for my soul and my spirit. I told you I surrendered. I told you she was good. <laughs> for the culture. For the culture. Wear your blowout afro, honey. Pick your blowout she afro. Had a nappy curly weave, girl. Get the girl some credit, okay? <laughs> That's as good as it was getting. It was blonde. It was kind of wavy. Kind of had a little nappiness to it. It was as good as she getting, okay? Baby steps. A oh, baby, baby steps, steps, girl. Baby steps. All right, All baby right. steps. All right. For now, the culture. <laughs> speaking of staying true to yourself, <laughs> we about to tell you when that shit go wrong. <laughs> Okay, when you need to just stay true to yourself and no more like not when it goes wrong, but when you need to stay true to yourself in order to stay right. Right now, what we're going to go into is a segment. We're going to call it um, My Sudsy Soapbox, which is basically our side, our rant side eye and you tried it commentary. And who are we going to start with in this first segment? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor. Girl, no. Taylor. We listened to your country rendition of September. And honey, it's a no. It's a hell no. Hated it. It's a L. Take the L, Taylor. It's a big L across your forehead. It's a no. Okay? <laughs> the scarlet L. It's a scarlet L. <laughs> that shit is so flaming hot. It's just, it's, it's burned. It should be burned into your soul as to never do it again. So you will always remember some things don't need your touch. So let's talk about the hype 
of the original version. I know you're saying how why we want to start with the hype of the original version. Because I need Taylor to understand why we have set September and anything remotely close to that that we consider a classic like that off limits for country. It ain't even that it's country. It's just her. Country, it's something pop, about anything. Any renditions, we need you to stay away from certain classic songs. And September is one. Why is September is one? Because September it, first of all, it's Earth, Wind, and Fire, okay? Right. They're like one of the original funk bands out there, okay? That's first of all. That song right there, it revives spirits, okay? It connects youth with the old. It's a summer backyard party starter. It brings peace to volatile blocks in a hot summer day in Chicago, okay? I have been to block parties where you see, hear no gunshots, where you see no deaths that occur that day. Because why? Because September was playing in the background <laughs> at the barbecue and at the um, local block party and at somebody's cookout in their backyard. That's why, Taylor, it has elemental cosmic power that your weak ass, banjo infused, sounding like you having a fake ass orgasm or better yet, a really pretty predictable and sorry ass bad acting death scene that you just can't generate in your version, okay? You just can't generate those cosmic powers. Who told you to do this, Taylor? Taylor, who told you to do this? Who? Why, Taylor? Why? Was it your friends, Taylor? Nah, bitch, because we know you ain't got no friends because you cut that list every other day. You know you ain't got no friends. We know you ain't got no friends. So it wasn't your friends. So who was it, Taylor? Who was it? Was it those, yes, Taylor, whatever you say, you just pay us team of yours? Because you need some no men on your yes team because you're, they, they need to balance out those um yes people, okay? You need some no people because you know what, Taylor? They are over there Pinocchioing the hell out of you, telling you lies, bitch, lies, okay? Mm. I need you to stop. I need you to get you some real people in your corner, okay? Because they going to have you getting a... Well, ain't no going to have you. You not already died. <laughs> You're we, done with this one. We, we, we killed you with this one, okay? Ooh. Like, there is no coming back. You cannot resurrect this. And don't you even think about going to not one up-and-coming music no. award show and performing that shit. You will probably get booed not only outside of the television. You will get booed on the stage. You will get booed on the side of the stage. People are going to boo you. Okay? So don't do it. The crap is so boring and unnecessary. It's like the bland potato salad with raisins added rendition of September. It's like what SNL was making mockery of on the Black Jeopardy skit. Taylor, did you see that? Well, if you didn't, it's because you and Karen are exactly why we cautiously and nervously invite you to the cookout, if we even invite you at all because we know you gonna come with your mediocrity wrapped up in a song or some nasty ass potato salad that don't nobody want not to mention want you to look at or mention or touch it okay we don't want you there in those areas that's not your shit don't do it okay so when it comes to this song consider this taylor some songs don't need help there you go <laughs> Some songs are just fine as they were originally created. They don't need to be recreated so that other people can get them. And Taylor, guess what, girl? I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to people that just tend to think they need to add their whatever to a song and don't check to see if it was necessary and if people were good or not good with the original, okay? For example, Taylor, we live in the D.C. area. There's a go-go band rendition of Adele's Hello. I 
personally don't like it. I love it. I personally like Adele. I love it. I personally think Adele's version was quite okay. It's hot. But hey, here's another thing. It was like, why do these? Why do we have to have a go-go version of that song? Because it's funky. Whatever. It's like <laughs> adding Laurie seasoning to a slice of watermelon. It's sweet enough. Why do we have to have savory? She's wrong. Why do we have to have all this extraness? And don't we already have a black people version of hello? Hello? It was Lionel Richie. Hello? Milk toast. Whatever. <laughs> the whole point I'm trying to make. What the hell is milk toast? <laughs> milk toast is bland. Okay, I think Lakita then made that up. We gonna hashtag that. Hashtag milk toast. <laughs> hashtag Man. milk toast. Matter of fact, if that's the case, if that's the truth, if that's what it is, then Taylor, that's you. Hashtag milk toast for Taylor Swift. <laughs> Rendition of September. All right, so the point is, stay true to yourself. When you stay true to yourself, you can change and you can evolve. But you have to stay true to you. Taylor Swift didn't stay true to herself. And guess what? That September edition is going to stunt her growth in terms of her, her record sales. But if you're looking at Snoop Dogg, if you're looking at Cardi B, if you're looking at Beyonce, look at how they've grown. Look at how, you know, uh, Cardi B is now the it girl. Look at how Beyonce has grown globally now because she has become this woman. And she's, be, she's being true to the woman that she is now. Look at how Snoop Dogg is, you know, evolving into something different and still, still relevant because of that. Look at us, how we've evolved <laughs> and how we got this podcast finally out. How about that? Woohoo! Yes. And that took something and of staying to, true to ourselves. It took a phone call out of nowhere to get us there. So the point is, stay true to yourself. Share the sweet nectar of your life. Give us your feedback, comments, or suggestions. Hit us up on our Facebook page at The Hummingbird Effect Podcast or slide into our DMs on Facebook Messenger. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Gmail in the links in our bio. Thank you for listening. <laughs>